0: This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources, some great ways you can connect with us, completely complimentary. If you have a quick question, you can set up a 15-minute phone call. If you'd like a second set of eyes on your plan, maybe you're someone that's created your own retirement plan, or you might not have even started in any of those cases, we can help. We can do that virtually or in person. You can see our calendar and schedule those complimentary appointments right at retirementreadyshow.com. Got my buddy, Randy Winkler. Hey, Tony. What what did what we settle in on? Silver
1: Fox? Is that what we're... I, I didn't know I had a vote Got on those this. those steely
0: so. blue eyes and
1: <laughs> hand, handsome guy, Randy. I've been told guy. in the past I have a face for radio, so yeah, I'm not sure well, what you're I know, seeing. That. I thought that was
0: me. <laughs> I, thought that's what, I think they were talking to me when they said <laughs> that, buddy. No, but uh, how
1: was your Thanksgiving?
0: It was good. Are you
1: on what's it called? A
0: what's the forget? I always forget when you eat too much turkey. Uh, It's the
1: tryptophan. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 recovered, but I'm hoping tomorrow to get a little more. Get some leftovers at my. Kind of
0: makes you like lay on the couch, scratch your belly, watch the football game,
1: take a nap, wake up, and like, what happened to the score? Right, (laughs) exactly.
0: Great show this week, and we certainly want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a safe and and memorable holiday. Great time to uh kinda of think about all the things we're grateful for and I'm certainly, you know, grateful for all the incredible clients that that we serve, yeah. you know, over the years and all the great listeners. And I guess I ne- never imagined when I started this show and podcast, I don't know, decade plus ago, we would have the listeners that we do today. I, I used to have to pay my mom to listen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have to remind my mom. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, Hey the show's on this week.
0: So Actually, I'm kidding, Rob, but everyone asks me, does your mom listen? No, she she <laughs> lives with me. I think she hears my voice enough. She doesn't yeah. need to tune in, but good stuff, though. And, and great topic this week, Randy, I want to jump into. Did you know that the tax landscape you've been navigating during your working years, that can sometimes feel challenging, but that can really be kind of the easy stage if you start to learn about taxes and retirement, Think about the multiple pots of money you've stashed away for retirement. Maybe it's your IRA, 401k, stock portfolio in your brokerage account. Of course, social security benefits. These aren't just income sources, but they're pieces of a puzzle when it comes to taxation. And here's the tough part. Every combination of drawing from these sources can put you into a very different tax scenario. Some combinations can be, you know, really great and, and kind of end up with minimal tax while others well, let's just say Uncle Sam might send you a thank you note, right? Uh, we always kind of jokingly say, Randy, there's mandatory taxes and there's optional taxes. Yeah. And so many people, due to lack of tax planning, end up paying these optional taxes. And that's what we're really going to dive into in today's show. So stay tuned. And and let's be, all, be real here. To truly live your dream retirement, every dollar does count. We're all asking a similar question. Do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? Ensuring that you're tax efficient, not just this year, not next, but through the decades of retirement is really important. And if you need help, we're here. You can set up a, a, a no uh, no cost, no obligation appointment. We'd be happy to help do a tax analysis for you and make sure you're being as tax efficient as possible. Because if you're not proactive about taxes and retirement, more of your income could disappear into taxation. And as a result, your savings might dry up before you're ready for it to. And none of us want to outlive our, our assets, and that's not the dream retirement that anyone thinks about. And the way we might be able to help is through, um, you know, designing a tax plan for you that can really help reduce taxes over the years. And I guess maybe we should start off before we jump into some strategies and talk a little bit about, you know, why we think taxes are on the rise. I think there's a couple of different reasons why, and it's important to consider that to set the landscape of why this is so important to accomplish.
1: Yeah, there's some definite tax uh, increases coming, and there's some that we really feel are coming, but they're not as tangible at this point. Uh, in 2017, uh, the government passed the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which uh, a lot of people remember that not from the taxes going down, the brackets uh, the brackets got lower, but from remembering that the standard deduction doubled. So a lot of people were. They like that a lot, unless you were an itemizer, and you're probably not a big fan. Uh, not as many people itemize anymore. But anyways, that happened in 2017. That is sunsetting at the end of 2025. So in 2026, we're going back to where we were. The brackets are going back up. The uh, standard deduction is going back down. You know, the 12% bracket's gonna go back to 15, 22 to 25, 24 to 28. They're, other than the, the lowest bracket 10, they're all moving up. So pretty much everybody that's listening is gonna have a tax increase coming for sure in a couple of years. But it doesn't stop just there. We know that, um, in our current environment, we have more debt than GDP in this country. The last time that that was the case was 1940. And a lot of people won't believe it, but the highest tax bracket in 1940s was 94%. The lowest bracket was 22. Just to put that in context, that's the third lowest bracket now. We've got 10, 12, and 22. Um, so it, it was a very different tax environment that high taxes were very effective. It brought down our, our, uh, debt. Uh, so and until about the eighties and then it started creeping up again. And then just recently we have more debt than GDP. So our top tax bracket's going from 37 to 39.6. That's a far cry from 94. We don't believe it's going to go back up to 94, but there's a lot of range in between where we could see taxes go up significantly beyond what we're expecting uh, at the beginning of 2026. So there's really only two options for our, our debt issue. We need to either uh, reduce spending or raise taxes so you can you can make your own uh, decision on which way you think things are going to go so with all that being said it there is an opportunity uh, in 2023 20 2024 and 2025 to take advantage of these low brackets to move money out of those pre-tax buckets into our after-tax buckets uh, either what's Roth or, or spend it and uh, that's where we talk about the mandatory and optional taxes. You know, Mandatory, you're going to pay taxes on every dollar coming out. But if we select when we're going to do it into what bracket and under what timing, it can make a, a significant difference. I mean, we're talking four or five, six, even seven figures, uh, depending on the strategies that we put in place. So there's a real opportunity there you don't want to sleep on, and we're getting pretty close to the to losing one third of our our years with the new with the with the low taxes. Twenty twenty four starts you you don't get till April fifteenth to do um, Roth conversions and the like. Uh, that ends on December thirty first, so it's something we definitely want to take a look at.
0: Definitely want to look at that, and, and you're right, Randy. Every December thirty first, it slips by, especially right now at these discounted rates. It's a you know, I guess I'll call it a missed opportunity. And so you you want to think about that. And boy, I, I can't tell you how many great families we've met over the years. Maybe they've listened to the show and they decide to come in, take us up on a complimentary consultation. And you know, when we really show them the power of these tax strategies, oftentimes they say, well, why hasn't my advisor been doing that? And it's a difficult conversation because I don't have a good answer, right? It, it should have been done for years, but I guess maybe it's just water under the bridge and you can't, can't change the past. But moving forward, you can try to make the right steps to be, be as effective as possible. And, you know, I think there's just so many different sources of taxable income and we'll jump into some of those today. But social security can be taxable up to 85% of it can be included in, in your tax bill. Um, you think about if you're fortunate enough to have a pension, not many of us do anymore, but you have a pension that's taxed at ordinary income. Once you hit required minimum distribution age, that's when you're forced to take money out of your four oh one K IRA, whether you want to or not. That's taxable income, ordinary income tax brackets. You know, now the standard deduction has doubled, so a lot of us don't itemize anymore. So, you know, a lot of folks that we meet are telling us, hey, Tony, my 70s here, I'm in a higher tax bracket than when I was working. Yeah. And so I think you need to plan for that, you know, and think about that.
1: Yeah. I I think it was pretty good advice over the years, but, you know, taxes are very dynamic. And a lot of people are surprised to find out, hey, I may have lower income in retirement, but I might end up lower taxes. If taxes are going up when your income is going down. You're probably going to be paying more taxes. And there's a big surprise. There's a couple of big surprises that come when you get to, to uh, your RMD age, required minimum distribution, which is now 73. You don't have any control over what the tax brackets are at that point. They are what they are. And you get told a dollar amount, and this is what you have to take out, or there's a penalty. The other thing that comes as a really big shock to a lot of people is something that they call the widow's tax. Uh, that's where uh, one of the spouses passes you 're now no longer filing as married filing jointly you 're filing as an individual, and the brackets are half as big so if you lose your spouse the uh, the i r a doesn 't go away the required minimum distribution doesn 't go away it just goes to you so you could see a very similar income but a very very increased tax situation. I just met with someone this week who was a widower, and we were trying to do some tax planning and he really, he, it kind of dawned on him and it was a new, a new, um, new individual we we're working with. So we didn't have the opportunity to work with him when his wife was alive, but he's like, boy, we could have done, we should have been doing this for years before she passed to get the money out when we had the, the larger brackets. He, he still got a couple of years. I think we can put a pretty good dent in, but we lost, uh, we lost a lot of opportunity there. He could have been done with income taxes forever if we'd started this, uh, in 2017.
0: Yeah, and that, and that makes a big difference. I mean, you know, and, and again, you hate to look backwards, I guess, with the regret, because there's nothing you can do about it, but but it might shed some light if you're tuning in and you're saying, well, boy, my, my advisor's not talking about this. We certainly don't need to be the right fit for everybody, but we'd really encourage you to find somebody that is comfortable with tax strategies. You know, I think there's a lot of firms, too, that talk tax strategies, but they never implement or do them. And you know, it does make such a massive difference. I think to your point, Randy, it's not uncommon. You know, we're going to look at all five areas in a retirement ready roadmap. And oftentimes the investments, there's a little something we can do to help there, make it better. But sometimes people come in and the investments are great. Yeah. But where we can have a 6 bigger impact on the longevity is through appropriate tax planning. And it really is so critical. And yet it's kind of the piece that's often missing when we put a second set of eyes on someone's plan. But great topic this week, Randy, we're talking about taxation and retirement, and you were setting the stage for us on some of the reasons why we think taxes are going up. Let's talk a little bit about taxation of Social Security, because that can be a confusing one. Um, A lot of people are not clear if Social Security is taxable, and I I get the confusion. It feels like a tax because it came out of your payroll, but then how can a tax be taxed? And it kind of gets convoluted. So what's the story with Social Security?
1: Yeah, that's a very common um, area of confusion. So it can be tax-free, but your income has to be incredibly low. It's very, I would, I don't know if we have any clients that we work with that have uh, no taxation of Social Security. And then there's some thresholds. And the other thing, these thresholds have not moved in many years. So as, you know, the cost of living has gone up and inflation has gone up, the, the uh, thresholds for taxation on Social Security have not moved. So 50% of it can be taxable up to a certain dollar amount. And then before you get too high up there, in fact, it's probably more common than not, uh, you're getting taxed on 85% of your Social Security. So you always get back at least 15% free, but it's something that has to be factored in when we're making tax decisions. So uh, Social Security can become more or less taxable based on what we're doing a lot of times, if we do the tax strategies early on, when you get um, later in life, maybe you're at RMD age, and then your taxes are lower because we've we've taken the money out of the IRA, moved it to a Roth, uh, then Social Security possibly is not going to be taxable again. So it's something that definitely has to be factored in. Um, but I think for more people, it's just kind of an unpleasant surprise. They're like, what do you mean it's taxed again? <laughs> they, they don't like that.
0: Yeah, and that's for sure. And I think there's just so many different Maybe intricacies is a way to say it in social security. If you're still working, benefits can disappear. And, you know, you, there's so many different ways to turn it on. And you have to think about the tax implications of when to turn it on. Do I take the 25% reduction? Take it early. Do I let it grow at six or eight percent? And lots of what I guess what can feel like complicated decisions. And that's where, you know, having that built into an active part of an income plan where. You know, I think so many people hit retirement and just say, oh, I'm spending X amount a month and we'll just take that out. And there's some ways to be more dynamic with that income plan and think about that. And Social Security needs to be a big part of that.
1: Yeah. A good way to look at Social Security is just another account. You know, it's not where you, like you, that. you can't say, hey, give me three years worth of Social Security in one shot because, you know, we've got to put a new roof on, but it's an income stream. So if you had a, uh, if you didn't have Social Security, you would have to get income from another source. So looking at that as maybe one of your more conservative buckets that you're drawing from and then factoring in when you when you start and that it's big part of tax planning because depending on the asset asset location. You hear a lot about asset allocation, but asset location is where are your investments? They all in your 401k. You got a big tax bill coming. You got it all in the bank. Well, then you're paying taxes on a yearly basis. All in a Roth, you're done. No more taxes. That's going to influence the social security decision as well. Some people with not a lot of tax flexibility have no choice but to start Social Security as early as possible. Uh, some people that have more tax flexibility, it could make sense to wait till seventy. So, factoring all those in, and it can be overwhelming. We've got these amazing tools, but people coming in think, well, "How do I make a decision?" Because every time I press this button, you know, another button pops out, and how do I factor it all in to be able to put it all in one place and talk through the the ramifications of any decision we make is really important.
0: Hey, podcast fans! If you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap then visit us at RetirementReadyShow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Great points, Randy, and I think it it just illustrates the importance of having a comprehensive plan because so many of these things affect each other, and you know if you just have somebody that's working only on the investments or only the income or only the taxes it's really hard to get these pieces coordinated and working together but the beauty i think is when you find somebody like yourself that that has the skill sets to put these together then it can have some really tremendous, you know, effects for for that family in the long run.
1: Yeah, I get uh, I, I get a lot of jokes at my expense because I really enjoy this. It's very interesting. It's very tangible, and a lot of times clients we could like, say Randy, we're, we're math <laughs> and maybe we could say math and tax nerds. math and tax nerds, definitely. But they're like, "You're you're really having fun." I'm like, "Yeah, I am," because it's it's. I mean, you can have a six or seven figure difference on somebody's um, portfolio, and Kind of stick it to Uncle Sam, and we're not doing anything uh, illegal or unethical, but we have a moral obligation to pay the least taxes that we possibly can. So that that's just a lot of fun for me, and especially when you bring up, hey, what would uh, an extra hundred thousand dollars that you saved in taxes that what would that do for your for your lifestyle? Is that uh, you know four really amazing trips you're going to take? Is that uh, you know uh, four years of college for your your grandchild? You know, so that this this is this is very tangible dollars we're talking about. And it's and it's um it's different than the investments. Investments are fun and interesting, but they're we know they're gonna go up and down. Taxes we know they're going up, but we can actually put a dollar amount on, you know, this tax strategy as opposed to what what's gonna happen in the market over the next five years. You can make a pretty good guess, but taxes are more tangible.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Now let's let's switch gears, Randy, talk about another bucket of money um outside of Social Security that's also also taxable. And you referenced it earlier, but I think You know, most Americans have the vast majority of their retirement assets in a traditional 401k, traditional IRA, 403b, 457. You might have a TSP if you're a retired federal employee, but it's all these pre tax retirement accounts. How are those handled from a tax perspective?
1: They're all handled the same way. When you take money out, that's taxes income. So if you think of it while you're working, you're getting a paycheck, that's your income. The taxes are automatically being taken out. And you'll find out in April, did you, do you owe or are you getting some back when you have to create your retirement paycheck? And if it's coming from one of those types of accounts, it's all taxed as income. So you need to make a determination. How much am I going to be withholding? What tax bracket am I in? And so uh, I think one of the biggest things that we do here and has the biggest benefits is Coming up with an income and withdrawal strategy. Where's that money coming from? Simply, like, like let's say I'm just going to make up a tax bracket. Let's say the top of a tax bracket is $75,000 and you need $100,000 in income. Well, we could take $75,000 out of one of those pre tax accounts, maximize that bracket, take the other twenty five out of an after tax or a current tax account. You know, people that aren't. Looking at it strategically like that, they can end up paying a lot more taxes than they need to. It's very common. We have a new family come in and I'll hear them very proudly say, well, I haven't paid taxes in three years. Or I have I have actually have a negative income because of the standard deduction. Then we point out, well, that's a great opportunity to pay some taxes now at a very low rate as opposed to uh, later at a high rate. It's just something that a lot of times they haven't thought of.
0: Yeah, maybe people just don't think about it in that light. But it is really critical to kind of get your arms around, especially in retirement. And these, you know, these retirement accounts to me are are a little bit tricky. I mean, you know, we're told to put into them, you know, because we'll get the tax deferral. And sometimes it makes a lot of sense. But if you're in a higher tax bracket in retirement, then you think back and wonder, boy, should I have done the Roth 401k or, you know, foregone the tax deduction when I was working? And, you know, that's hard to to kind of sort through. But here's a little mental exercise for you. Picture your retirement account, not just in your name, but co-owned. And think of, think of it as a joint venture between you and Uncle Sam. Now, here's where it gets a little challenging. Predicting how much of your account is going to go to Uncle Sam is really very murky, right? Because the tax rates, they're really at the mercy of Congress and they can kind of change them, tinker with those numbers, Plus, we're already staring down a barrel of this tax height in 2026. So maybe the million-dollar question is, can you do anything about it? And, you know, I think that depends on your individual circumstances. But what we can say with certainty is that now might be the time to explore options, strategize, plan before those rates go up in 2026. Randy said it earlier today. But every December 31st, and that's knocking on the door now. I mean, we're, I guess, about a month away from it. Mm -hmm. But every December 31st that clicks by, we lose the ability to take advantage of these current low rates. And, and, you know, if you really want to educate yourself, pull up a a chart of the history of tax rates, and you'll see that we're at a pretty low point right now. And and it might be a great time to, in essence, choose to uh, pay some of the taxes now at the discounted rate, versus waiting for those rates to go up and being forced to take that out later at those higher rates. But good topic this week, Randy. We're talking about the taxability of different income and different buckets of retirement monies. Um, And my next one, it's my favorite one. It's the Roth IRA or the Roth 401k. Why do we love it, Randy? Because it's It's (laughs) tax-free. I just love it. But having a little fun being silly. But really important bucket to consider and, you know, when folks come in for that second set of eyes and we're in that first appointment, we're kind of doing a review of where you're at today. And this is the bucket that most people either have nothing or very little in, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's rare that we see somebody that's got a substantial Roth IRA. And I know I met with someone just recently, and they had about a quarter million in a Roth. And I said, hey, that's one of the bigger Roths I've seen. They, and they said, yeah, we started, you know, they they came out in, I believe, 94, and they started funding it as well as, as they could. But for the most part, people are starting their Roths um, later in life, possibly even in retirement. Uh, but there's, there's really, there's two different ways to get money into a Roth. There's contributions and there's conversions while you're working because you need to have income to fund this. You can put money into a Roth IRA, but there's, there's limits based on if you have too much income, you can't do it. There's also only so much that you can go in there and that, that changes on a yearly basis. Uh, so it's hard to to really fill that up um by, by a contribution, but by conversions, we can get a lot more in there. But it's got to make sense when you're in a low uh tax period, let's pay the taxes and get it over in the Roth and never worry about it again. Uh so the so we are big fans of Roths and Roth conversions and became even bigger fans in uh 2019 when they changed the rules for inheriting IRAs and Roths.
0: That was the, uh, first, uh, um, affordable, uh, no, I'm sorry, um, the Secure Act. Secure Act. Thank yeah. you. Secure Act 1.0. And then there was a second version that came through as well.
1: Right. That, that changed everything. So that, that really shook things up in our industry because prior to that, if you inherited an IRA or, or for our listeners, if you're, if your heirs inherited your IRA, they used to be able to stretch that over their lifetime. So if they got it at 50 and your life expectancy was, you know, 90, they could spread it out over 40 years. The change that happened with the first secure act is that you have to have all of the money out in 10 years. So think about that. I mean, if when your heirs are inheriting your IRA, They probably are in their peak earning years just based on, you know, life expectancies and when people have children. So they're already probably in a high income tax bracket. And now they've got to take a sum of money out and pay additional taxes on it. And they have to take it all out in a short period of time. So that made the, the Roth conversion idea, the Roth IRA is much more appealing because you still have to take the money out of the Roth in 10 years. It's the same rule, but the strategy with those is really simple. You keep the money in that Roth IRA, that inherited Roth IRA. The entire ten years to the end of the last day, and then you take it out tax free, but you put it into account where you're going to be taxed going forward as capital gains. So uh, it's it's really made things made people taking a different look at how they want to pass their assets onto their children. You definitely don't want to pass on an IRA or a 401k because your biggest beneficiary is probably going to be Uncle Sam.
0: And I think would you agree, Randy? That's why it's so important to really have a comprehensive plan because once we have a comprehensive plan, we've accounted for inflation market periods down market periods and we can start to you know make some some estimations of how much money we're going to have left at age 90 or 100 you know then we can say okay if there's going to be a sizable amount of assets left and we're not going to you know potentially increase our spending so we go through it and everybody's different i mean that's important part to define what does this word retirement mean for you, right? I mean, I tend to meet three types of families. First family says we're living on ramen and SpaghettiOs so we can pass on as much as we can. Mm -hmm. Second family says we want to enjoy ourselves what's left is left, and we want to be smart about how it transfers. Third couple says, Tony, in an ideal world, the day we pass away, checkbook balances to zero, and we've spent it all. Mm -hmm. And nothing wrong with any of those three plans. They just need to be accounted for and planned for differently. But if it's likely that we're going to pass money on, I like to start thinking about the tax consequences over at least two generations, right? What's going to be the tax? All this money you work so hard for, can we set it up in a way that it passes on to your family where you want it to go effectively where we're paying as little taxes as possible, Versus doing it in a way where Uncle Sam becomes potentially one of the largest beneficiaries. And that, that, you know, I don't know. Most of the people I've met have not worked all these years to, to give it to Uncle Sam. So I, I think this idea, Randy, of having a comprehensive plan so we can determine what the right tax strategies are is really critical.
1: Yeah. What I really like about the financial planning process is because it answers that question, am I going to be okay? So we run the plan out to age 100. And if at age 100, you've got lots of money left over, maybe we're talking about spending more or giving it away or, or you know, giving it to charity. There's lots of different options. If it doesn't work to age 100, maybe we're looking at you know spending a little less, maybe retiring a little bit later. But it answers that question. And then when you get to the next one, like, OK, if there is going to be money left over, how are we going to pass it on? And in general, most people say, hey, they're, you know, I, I worked hard for this money. They're lucky to get whatever they get. That's fine. They could get it you know when we show them the tax ramifications that could happen it changes people's uh, tune pretty quickly you're not like wait a minute we're going to be giving more you know uncle sam is not a beloved member of the family <laughs> you know i do not want him to be the biggest beneficiary so then you can start doing some of these strategies um earlier so that you're you're passing it on so it's not just about well whatever's left is left you know what's whatever's left going to the government or is it going to the people that you'd like to have have, have it
0: yeah, that's a great point, and you know a few others just briefly. Randy, other income sources we can touch on. We've touched on some of the more common ones that retirees encounter, but it's worth taking a brief moment to highlight the tax treatment of maybe less, you know, prevalent sources in retirement pension. We talked about that briefly earlier. You know, kind of a dying in, investment, or excuse me, retirement income stream you know, retirees with pensions often face a choice, opt for a lifetime income or a lump sum payment. Both have distinctive tax implications. What's kind of your view there, Randy, on taking a lump sum versus the lifetime payment?
1: Yeah, that's always, it's funny because whenever we talk to somebody, they generally have a bias. They're leaning one way or another. And what I like to do is just take a pure math standpoint, take a look at it. We want to figure out if we took the lump sum, how much would we need to earn to be able to make up for the pension that we're giving up. So it's called a payout ratio. So if we, you know, if we calculate that, it'll tell us pretty clearly, hey, we need to earn 15% to to match what you're getting on your pension. Well, then you take the pension. You know, if it says, hey, we need to earn 1% to match it, well, then probably take the lump sum. So the lump sum gives you some more flexibility. Uh, The pension gives you, uh, if the pension is strong and is going to be around, it probably gives you a little bit more, Reliability, and for some people that can't handle money, maybe the pension's the way to go, even if the payout ratio doesn't suggest that. But it's it's a it's a very important decision, and and unlike many of the other areas, this is a one-time shot. Once you've made your determination, once you took the lump sum, there's no pension. If you take the pension, there's no lump sum. So it's, uh, I always feel bad when somebody comes in a week after they made this ir- irrevocable decision and turns out it's not quite the right one. So that's an important, it, definitely, if you have that option coming up, talk to somebody to make sure you're making the right choice.
0: It's the old uh, randy you know, when it comes to lump sum or lifetime income, you say, I don't know, let's see what the plan yeah, says. Exactly. <laughs> Let the math do to talking, right? Uh, another area of taxable, uh, taxability in retirement is capital gains for retirees with investments Outside of the IRA and retirement accounts, understanding the implications of capital gains is really important. Strategies around tax deferral, leveraging lower tax rates, you know, lost harvesting. There's just a bunch of stuff we want to think about. These are those kind of joint or trust accounts or individual brokerage accounts that that some of us have outside of the retirement system.
1: Yeah, there that that's a that's a big one. We don't see as many of these um as we do see the big 401ks and the IRAs. But very often, this is where the biggest mistakes can be made. So let's say you've got one of these counts and you bought, I've seen just recently someone bought uh, Amazon or Apple and they've got just this tremendous gain and uh, they start getting concerned about, maybe I have too much in here, and they're not working with an advisor, and they decide to sell. Well, they've got a nice, a really nice gain, but depending on where your capital gains falls, you could be paying zero, 15, or even 20%. And if it gets really big, there's something called the net investment income tax, which adds another 3.8% on there. So it's something that we need to be strategic about and say, well, maybe we'd like to liquidate that position, but let's do it over the course of two years, or three years, or five years, or maybe this is something that we don't to a charity to avoid that. So capital gains are definitely much more, there's no appealing taxes, but generally they're lower than income taxes, but uh, they can they can bite you if you're not uh, aware of the ramifications.
0: And we'd, we'd love to sit down with folks and, and take a look at this. We can do a great, as part of our building of the Retirement Ready Roadmap, that's a complimentary process with us. We're going to do a deep tax analysis see if we're taking advantage of the current tax brackets. Are there any tax strategies we can put in place to really help you minimize those tax consequences over time? Having a comprehensive plan where you're addressing all five areas in retirement is very, very critical. If you feel like your plan is lacking, we would love to help. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.